Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. The Bigger Picture with Ryan Huang. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's the Breakfast Huddle. Elliot Danker, Barrett Ejectation, Ryan Huang with you. It's time now for the bigger picture. One of the headline making issues this week was the unprecedented number of passport applications. The ICA in Singapore said the number of passport applications received daily is triple the pre COVID 19 average. Now, clearly, many Singaporeans have plans to travel. Hopefully, people from other countries have plans to come to Singapore too as border restrictions ease. But how much of a liftoff can we really expect? What can you tell us, Ryan? Yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of pent-up demand for travel after the past few years. So that's a prospect that many companies or rather countries are hoping to see more tourists to help revive their economies. And that will be good news for the travel and hospitality sectors especially, which were hard hit. So how much of a lift-off will we get for Singapore and the regional economy? Let's check in with Welian Viranto. He's an economist at OCBC Bank. Morning, Welian. How are you doing today? Morning, morning, Ryan. Have you been making any holiday plans with all the easing of restrictions? In fact, I am. I'll be in Bali in three weeks. So <laughs> <laughs> Nice. All right, we've just eased up on restrictions in Singapore this week. Give us an overview of how ASEAN is opening up, which other countries that have eased up the most and we which are at the other end of the spectrum. Right. I think looking at the travel requirements is still a very diverse bunch. I think mean, hotspots with different requirements. On one end of the spectrum, you have countries like Cambodia. It's basically almost free for all in terms of you know, requirements for those who want to see Angkor Wat and all these glories. And no test is required anymore, be it for pre-departure or on arrival. But I think most ASEAN countries still kind of in the middle ground, still require tests. And again, this differs country by country. Some just require ART, some do require PCR, which is obviously more costly. To be perfectly honest, there's such a wide range of requirements and still very much subjected to change that I would say it's hard to keep track. What we do know is this, I think the direction of travel, so to speak, is for further easing. In fact, come April 1st, just two days from now, many countries who happen, happen to be setting that day as a mark for big step in border reopening. I mean, not, not an April Fool's joke, but definitely, you know, it basically accounts for the fact that we are getting a lot more comfortable to, with the trajectory of the virus and how we have started to step into the whole endemic stage and be prepared to travel again. Yeah, William, talk to us about how much of an upswing can I expect from tourism coming back? Because for many countries, the sector has been hard hit. Some of the places or businesses that have been operating in the past are no longer there. No, in Thailand, for example, many of the yes. shops are no longer there. So if you go back to Bangkok, for example, you won't possibly find your favorite restaurant operating anymore. So you've got that prospect yeah. playing out in Asia. So when it comes to tourism, where is it going to be coming from? Indeed, I think... Well, first of all, um, we'll see some upswing. Any uptick is good uptick compared to the near bottom that we've been seeing for the past two years since the pandemic began. So again, any gain is a good gain. But at least at the initial stage, I would say for the next uh, three to six months, I think people will still be relatively more cautious. Uh, yes, I totally agree there's pent-up demand. People have been dying to travel once again. But, you know, they do know that, you know, Omicron cases are still out there. It obviously takes a lot more planning now than before. Previously, you can just pack up your bags and go pretty much. But now, you need to know the requirements, how mm. to fulfill them. And in fact, you know, for some of the more onerous uh, test requirements, you have to plan 48 hours ahead. And obviously, there's cost involved to that. I think, in my head, if we can get to the 20-30% level uh, compared to pre-pandemic, I think uh, most tourist operators will already be quite happy. I think, I know Singapore set itself a goal of having a 50% pre-pandemic level by year end. I think that's a stretch goal that's mm. achievable uh, on, on a few conditions. But then, at the end of the day, I think having 
in the interim, in the next three to six months, we start having tourists coming back. People ask us to take, help them take photos again. I think that's a good sign uh-huh. that, that tourists are already coming back. I think compared to where we are now, I think easily just five ten percent of pre pandemic level of tourist flows. I think this obviously multiples better, but I think there's hope further down the road as people get more relaxed about the coronavirus, um, you know, again, and then the travel restrictions also come down. I think once people also see their friends, families posting uh, nice pictures of food and places on Instagram, the urge will come up. I think I think the idea is that when, when the comfort level goes up and the virus cases go down, I think that the travel flows will return again. Yeah, really, when we talk about tourists, we can't leave out China. They are a huge um, contributor to yeah. many markets. Uh, how close are we to seeing them coming back? Because they have a COVID zero strategy. And how big is it going to be for ASEAN? Unfortunately, I think this would be a hindrance for any kind of sort of wholesome recovery that we're going to see for tourism sector in the region. I say that because, you know, as you know, um, Simpson just came out from the lockdown. Half of Shanghai in, in one hour, if they can't even step up their own house, do you think they would be able to step mm. up the country? Right. So I think, again, comparing to where things are now versus pre-pandemic level, I think pre-pandemic, we have some countries uh, which did depend a lot on, on, on China as a big source of tourists, the biggest source of tourists. I think about one third of visitors to Vietnam, about one quarter of visitors to Thailand came from China back in 2019. So having that big chunk, that is basically the anchor customer uh, chunk not being able to fly. Uh, that's obviously going to be uh, still, again, impeding the kind of uh, full speed, re- full, full speed mm. recovery that we all hope for. Uh, of course, you know, things can change. Uh, you know, we never know whether they're going to continue pursuing the COVID zero policy or they're going to be more relaxed about it. But the, the trajectory might be there, but I think it's going to take some time. Uh, probably more of 2023 story rather than 2022 mm. story at this point. Uh, well, let's uh, wrap things up by diving into Singapore, where we've got easing underway. How much of a revision to growth projections are you expecting? And how much of that growth will be capped by you know, headwinds from higher business costs, tighter labour markets, and so on? Sure, I think compared to other countries, like say for Thailand, tourism has been a major driver. It comprises more than 10% of GDP. Right. For Singapore and some of the other countries in the region, it's a lot less. I think Singapore, about 4% uh, of GDP coming from directly from, from tourism, about 5% of workforce are employed in that in that sector. In that data, it's obviously a bit more in terms of the food and beverage and services and all that. But I think we will see some uptake. Again, like I mentioned earlier, any uptake is a good uptake. But again, for the economy as a whole, it's not going to move the mid-middle as much. And it's at a time where other um, drivers of the economy including export sector, might not be as rosy again, because of the, some of the recession risk that, that uh, markets are starting to talk about, even uh, major economies like U.S. So I think um, overall we see growth coming between 3 to 5% still. I think mm. that's more or less a midline expectation that, yes, we will have some help for, from, from the tourist flow once more, but at the same time, uh, you gain some, you lose some. I think that's probably the way, the way we will see it All at right. this point. 3 to 5% for this year for Singapore. Something to look forward to. We've been sharing Wellam Granto. He is an economist at OCBC Bank. Wellam, thanks for your time this morning. Thank you. Thank you. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.